Hello, my name is Aisha Abdallah. I'm a director of the ALN Academy. The ALN Academy is a rule of law charity and we promote discussions around sustainable development and rule of law in Africa. Today, as part of our ALN Academy series, I'm delighted to welcome our co-managing partner, Daniel Ngumi. Welcome, Daniel, to talk to us about international trade and how we can promote intra-Africa trade. Thank you. Daniel is um, head of our international and regional tax department. He has vast experience in international trade law and also in tax disputes. He's also co-head of our international trade practice. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you, Asia. Daniel, I'd like to ask you about one of our strategic areas at the Academy. We're very concerned about the fact that as Africa, we trade more with people very far away from us um, than we do with each other. How can we make better use of the Africa Free Continental Trade Agreement to increase intra-Africa trade? Well, um, Aisha, I think Africa has made great strides in the recent past, uh, notably from the time that we signed the Africa Free Trade Continental Area. <clears throat> usually referred to as AFTA. And AFTA, um, having been set up on 1st of January 2021, uh, a number of countries began participating in what was called a pilot project. It was really to experiment with how are we going to make the Africa Free Trade Continental Area a reality through trade across the African continent and across a number of countries. So the initial countries that were involved in the project were about eight of them, and the key areas of cooperation are going to be targeted at trade facilitation, trade policy, trade finance, trade information, a number of issues to do with trade infrastructure, productive uh, capacity, and factor market uh, integration. The entire idea and the entire thinking around it was really to see whether countries within Africa can increase the trade amongst them. We do know that, for example, presently only 16 to 18% of trade is undertaken as between member countries, as contrasted to, for example, trade between African countries and the rest of the world, which is much higher. So the entire aim and the basis for the African Free Trade Continental Area is to, be, is to effectively lift the African continent out of poverty into the African trade, and there are a number of focus areas. So one of the focus areas is small and medium enterprises and how small and medium enterprises can actually grow and can become the, the pivot through which trade is undertaken in Africa. Another key focus area is women and children and how they can be involved in the process of launching trade on the so African countries. Youth, well, you, you, well, youth, youth, okay. you know, youth, youth, but effectively to, to, to engage the younger population, bearing in mind that Africa has one of the youngest populations on the African continent. And, uh, and, and part of um, the journey will involve breaking down what are called trade, uh, tariff, sorry, tariff and non-tariff barriers, which effectively are the barriers to trade. Um, typically, if a container was to move from Kenya to West Africa, the number of challenges you'd face would include um, taxes and border points. Those are the sort of typical things we call tariff barriers. And would also effectively include non-tariff barriers. So for example, the standards, uh, the goods that have been carried 
have they met the sanitary standards or are they still falling short in terms of you know the the quality and the and and the and and, and the requirements for them to meet a particular standard so what's now happened more and more is that the african countries want to work together in order to them to then to then break away those barriers and allow for the countries to trade directly and use trade as the key way of alleviating the African continent from poverty. So moving away from asking for donor aid to interdependence, growing each other's economies, is that the idea? Absolutely. We should Absolutely. stop begging, Absolutely. rely on each other. Absolutely. I think one thing that um, is quite evident on the African continent, we have a number of trading blocks already. So, for example, here in Kenya, we are members of the East African community. We are also members of COMESA, which is a block that begins from Egypt, goes down towards Southern Africa, excluding South Africa. In South Africa, they have SADAC, the South African Development Corporation. And in West Africa, they have ECOWAS as a block. But the most, the most interesting thing is that there has never been trade between, or the trade between East and the West African coast has been minuscule over the course of the years. So we, we, we are better off, or often, we find that people would rather buy Ankara, Ankara clothes which have been built and generated in Ghana, than rather be bought in Europe, than be bought directly through, 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 through traders between Kenya and Ghana. Another example is Ghanaian cocoa. And Ghanaian chocolates, and chocolates made from Ghanaian cocoa, those will be bought out of Europe rather than necessarily between a direct trade between Kenya and Ghana. So the entire thinking around it is why do we need a third party country to be an intermediary for purposes of the trade relationship when we can trade directly as between each other? And therefore, raise a trade, as I had mentioned at the beginning, from that 18 or so percent as between African countries and raising significantly. And, and in the process also remove the middlemen, which would tend to be the international or that party countries that tend to be that party in this sort of trade relationship. Right. So you've mentioned the regional blocks and I'm just wondering, will they continue to be highly relevant in the context of the Africa Free Trade Agreement or do you think they will decline in, in importance? If we're talking about trading directly between, say, Kenya and Ghana, do we need, um, do we need these blocks? Um, you could argue that the, that the regional blocks were fundamental in getting us to where we are today. Because uh, were it not for the fact that East African community demonstrated value to the members of the East African community, the countries within the East African community would have been less willing to consider a, a, a bigger and wider block for participation. Before after, there was some, some, some idea around a tripartite arrangement. And the tripartite arrangement was really between SADAC, uh, East African community, and COMESA. Where as an experiment, they were going to sign a tripartite arrangement which would allow the same treatment that is offered within the regional block so make up to, be, a much bigger block. to be extended to, to be a much bigger block. Mm. And so the thinking always was, at that point in time, that the regional blocks would continue existing in some form of shape, mm. 
but would effectively cooperate with other blocks within the, within the area and the region. The difference now that has arisen is that with one African continental trading area, it effectively uh, seeks to, to effectively substitute the regional blocks that currently exist. I do think it will be easier said than done because, for example, some of the blocks are looking for deeper integration. Amongst where, themselves. Amongst oh. themselves, where they want to move from simply cross-border trading goods and services to actually the creation of one single uh, political federation, which would have a political federation where they vote as one, mm. and also where they create a single currency unit. So that is really the political ambitions of East Africa. That one day we yes. will have one political federation and one currency. And one currency. And maybe I think I read about is it one central bank for the community? One central which bank will manage the currency. which will manage, manage the currency. All these are obviously aspirational mm. because I don't think we are anywhere near um, reaching those levels. But 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 that that demonstrates that the relevance of the of the regional blocks will continue well beyond after. And maybe they might lead the way because some of these initiatives, maybe you're right, they need to be piloted in a smaller area before we can talk about uh, Africa-wide, isn't it? I agree, I agree. I think also the other thing that makes it, you know, that's likely to also continue to be quite challenging is, for example, free, free movement of services. So free movement of services means that if I am a Kenyan national with a Kenyan passport, yeah. uh, I should effectively be in a position to work anywhere within the East African community without needing to get a work permit in each of those jurisdictions. To some extent, you can see that that could hypothetically be possible within the East African community. It is potentially much more difficult to try and do that on an Africa-wide basis. So we, we, we you know, I'd love a situation where today I could wake up and work in Morocco not a requirement for a work permit. Mm. But I do think that that is going to be one of the harder things to implement through AFTA because on an African perspective, the levels of development are very different. And therefore, some of the more developed countries will want to be particularly careful as to whom they allow into their country without taking through, without walking through a longer journey when it comes to work permits and approvals and the likes. Um, so, so, so I think all, it's all a journey. We are, we are working towards a particular destination. Um, I, personally, I think it's a very exciting day for the African continent. Um, if you look at the promise that we have of regional trade and what it could potentially do to the African continent as a whole, it is highly, highly, highly promising. And one would think that if we achieve, even if we achieve 50%, of the aspirations of after, we will have changed generations of African people in the future. But I think I think one of the things it makes me realize is that um, a lot of things have to come together for the Africa African free trade um, to work, and that includes, for example, the idea of open skies. Because when you were talking about the fact that you would have to go to Europe to buy an Ankara cloth, it occurred to me it's the lack of direct a lot of direct flights between East and West Africa. That is a huge problem. It's not necessarily legislation required, but it is some more commercial trade routes. Absolutely. I, I think it's the whole thing about um, investment in Africa. 
what I mean by that is um, it's easier and cheaper for a container to sail from China, arrive at the port of Mombasa, than it is for a container to move from the port of Mombasa to Lagos. So for and yet it's a much shorter journey. It's a much shorter journey. It's a much shorter journey. But because significant investment has been put into sea trade and, uh, and, and has been put into the whole uh, ability of countries shipping containers from one country to another, but not as much effort has been put in, the in, in physical infrastructure on the African continent. Yeah. It makes it very, very difficult. So to give you an example, one of the Kenyan companies that was involved in the pilot project for AFTA uh, was, was, was driving a container of Kenyan tea from Kenya across to Overland, Overland all the way to Ghana. It took just... six months, six months for the container to leave Kenya, go overland, through all those borders, through, all those borders, through in, in places where I don't think that there is existent road that yeah. enables for ease of use of road from, yes. from Nairobi to, say, for example, Accra. So it, it required a lot of effort. It required a, a very, very lengthy and slow journey. And it demonstrates that without investment being put into infrastructure, this will also continue to be uh, a bit of a pipe dream, unfortunately. I, th I think um, one of the things that's going to continue to incentivize us, although it's hard, like you said, is the fact that we are, because we are not trading as much with each other, we are buffeted by global politics. So, for example, you know, in Kenya, we have uh, an issue of a uh, shortage of wheat, for example, from the Russia-Ukraine war. So mm -hmm. I think those are the factors that will force us, even though it is difficult, to rely less on other people. Because I think we've seen the, the, the challenges of relying on people so far away from us. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I do think that um, the leadership in Africa has to make a conscious effort, a deliberate effort, to break down these barriers. Um, last year, or was it, you know, in the, in the tenure of the former president, Kenyatta, uh, he took the very bold step of saying that he will not require paid for visas from any African jurisdiction. In practice, I think we've managed to do, to do most of that. We haven't been fully able to actually give uh, visa-free entries for all the for all the citizens of the African countries. But it is, it is a step in the right it direction. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. I, I think that if countries are deliberate, and if they say that they will incentivize by, first of all, breaking down the tariff and non-tariff barriers, they're going to facilitate trade between African countries. So they will put the investments that are required to make it easy for transport across the African continent. You refer to the open skies policy as one of the things that needs to be thought through more carefully, which will allow for goods to be freely transported across the African continent. And we potentially could change significantly how we trade with each other and the opportunities that arises between countries. It remains the case that unless there are active steps that are going to be taken to make this happen, uh, we will remain more of a talk shop than being able to actually bring this into reality.
So it will require quite a concerted effort on the part of African governments to, to say to, to themselves and to their businesses that look at the potential that exists on the African continent for trade and allow for, and, uh, and in fact invest actively to facilitate for that to happen. I think we can be encouraged by the fact that um, a lot has been done since 2021, which is when I think this was starting and the uptick has been very high. If we look at the European Union, it was essentially a dream in somebody's mind. Yeah. And today we talk about it as if we, I think our generation, we can't think of a world before the European Union because we took it as a given that it was there. But actually there was a time when they probably had these same conversations, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. How could Germans and French people who are at war cooperate and trade with each other? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's no reason we can't do it actually. I Absolutely. think we just need to have more faith.